What should matter today when it comes to women and our fitness? In a world where everything is shifting, where what it means to be a woman and what defines us as women is morphing and changing, where our physical characteristics and innate feminine qualities that once identified us has now been labeled social constructs and no longer a barometer for gender and sex where our biological and hormonal differences that made us unique as a gender no longer define us as female in today's culture. And this shift in social consciousness as of late has me asking, as a fitness professional, what does fitness mean to us in this society today as women? What molds can we break and what norms can we smash in a way that empowers every single one of you who hears my voice to stand up and define what fitness and your femininity means to you? In today's podcast, I want to challenge some of the myths that surround fitness as it pertains to women. I want to ask a controversial question of what is femininity to you? And how can we tap into that to truly empower ourselves, all while proudly honoring ourselves as being inherently different from men, physically, hormonally, and emotionally, particularly how all of this impacts our fitness journey. You are listening to Rockstar Fitness Radio, taking your fitness to the next level with a holistic approach that will not only sculpt, tone, and strengthen your body, but transform your life like never before. In our approach, we zero in on what I call the four pillars of fitness, your physical fitness, mental fitness, emotional fitness, and your spiritual fitness. And I want to uncover how developing each of these pillars can help you to become a more fit, fine, feminine, and empowered woman. I am your host, IFBB Pro, Roxy Beckles. Enough of this talk. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Welcome to today's conversation. I'm so excited to be back to podcasting once again. It's been quite some time since I sat down and did a recorded podcast for you guys. And looking back at my podcast over the years, I keep coming back to this same exact conversation and the same exact statement about me taking a break, apologizing, coming back and then dropping the ball. And I have to apologize for it, first of all, because I really would like to remain consistent. At the same time, I have to acknowledge that I myself have been going through so many changes personally, professionally, in my business and more. And I just really felt burnt out for a while, overwhelmed. And it took a while for me to kind of step back and get my mojo going again and really getting that inspiration as to what the heck I want to say to you guys, how I want to share my message and how I want to continue to grow as a fitness professional. Being at this game for 25 years takes a lot of gumption, a lot of oomph and a lot of just allowing myself to have grace and allowing myself to transform and to be better, to have a better message 
to look back and see how I'm connecting with all of you and making sure that everything that I share is authentic and true. So I'm really excited about this new journey and this new chapter here on the podcast. I'll be broadcasting this podcast not only on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, but also this is featured on my YouTube channel as well. So I've got you guys coming in from everywhere. And the one thing I want to continue to do with my podcast is to have even deeper conversations than I might have on my YouTube channel. I want this to be a space where we explore things that the algorithm might hate, but you guys might actually love. And of course, to talk about things that I'm super passionate about, which brings me to this question. Why this topic? As a fitness professional who specializes in working with women and who has spent years studying the endocrine system, particularly as it relates to female health, I've become somewhat alarmed by society's shift to erase gender in so many ways. I love being a woman. And I love being a woman who defies stereotypes around fitness, muscularity, and athletic performance that society has placed on us as women for centuries. My platform has always been about encouraging women to step outside of their comfort zone and not be afraid to work hard for the body they want, to train heavy, to step up their game, hell, maybe even grunt a little along the way. And as of late, I felt that as a female trainer who has a business rooted in helping women to achieve physical goals that they may not have even thought they could ever achieve, that I find myself questioning where the fitness industry could be headed amid conversations around gender, sex, and whether or not there are differences between male and female bodies. As someone who's been doing this for over 25 years, I'm going to tell you that there is. And the differences that we possess are beyond just our gender identification. Women have an entirely different set of challenges when it comes to weight loss, building muscle, becoming stronger and getting faster. But that's not the only thing that distinguishes us from men. We also have an entire emotional component that is so intrinsically connected to our fitness and our health that it puts women at a great disservice if we fail to acknowledge that we are inherently different than men. And this difference is crucial to our approach when it comes to the body, what changes it, and what methods we use to elicit long-term change for the female body and women in fitness in general. Today, I want to conjure up five of the biggest myths surrounding fitness as it pertains to women. And I want to take each one of these myths and smash them into a million tiny pieces with a sledgehammer, all in order to give you the power to feel inspired to do what it really takes to transform your physique like never before. To achieve the body I know that you see when you close your eyes and to empower you to allow your journey in fitness to fully and proudly define who you are as a woman and let it help you to enhance your femininity without apologies. 
Before we dive into this conversation, I want you to smash that like button and subscribe if you are catching this on my YouTube channel. Consider joining as a member to access even more content to help inspire you. I'll be releasing new podcasts, candid videos, and more for members of my channel. Come over to rockstarfitness.com slash YouTube to join today if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or iTunes or on YouTube, hit that join button right now. If you want to check out all of my podcast episodes on your favorite platform, head over to rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash podcast. Listen on the go and stay inspired. And... If you want to get even more inspiration sent to you by way of my weekly articles featured on my blog, get on my email list. It's totally free. Head to rockstarfitness.com slash email list. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash email list to get signed up today. Here's an interesting statistic. Only 20% of women participate in strength training one or more times a week, according to a 2017 study from the National Center for Health Statistics. A 2020 study out of Penn State found that in general, women tend to feel self-conscious when it comes to using the weight room, preferring to do more cardio and group exercise classes. Many of the women in the study felt that They were being judged for not knowing how to use the machines or free weights properly. And they feared receiving unsolicited advice. And some worried about sexual advances while in the gym among men. As a fitness professional, I've heard so many women who are starting off on a fitness program worry and complain about these same concerns. So before I dive into our five myths, I want to plant this into your spirit. Ladies, the body so many of you want is in that weight room. That sense of being strong that you covet, it's under that bar. That confidence you want as you move through the world around you, owning every step, it's in that set of dumbbells. Saying goodbye to that weak or out-of-shape woman that haunts your subconscious who you no longer want to be, oh yeah, she's hitting up those squats so you can be who you were truly meant to be. Ladies, the key to your complete transformation is in resistance, weight training, resistance training. Creating forces, speed, and motion against gravity. So I want you to own the space around you. Stand proud in who you are. Seek help by hiring that trainer, if even just for a few weeks, to teach you the ropes for proper technique and form. And let go of that fear so we can do what it takes to have that body of your dreams for life. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at myth number one. Lifting heavy will have you looking like a man. I cannot tell you 
how many times I have had to repeat this over and over and over again over the last two and a half decades. And that is this, ladies, I want you to drop your fear of the weight room and of lifting weights specifically. Here's the thing. You do not have enough testosterone to have the amount of muscle that men have. Now, unless you are taking a stack of fantastic steroids, you simply do not have the genetic capacity to turn into the Incredible Hulk. And I say this as someone who has spent a greater portion of her adult life lifting weights, lifting heavy, and not only that, as a professional bodybuilder. And even the muscularity that I had took a long time to build. There are so many benefits for women to lift weights and to lift heavy that if you are too stuck on this myth, you're doing yourself a great disservice. What I need you to embrace and want you to understand is that the curves you want, the tightness of skin, firm tonality and incredible strength that you want can only be found in the weight room, not by doing hours upon hours of cardio nor a million classes. Now, there may be some women who naturally are able to build muscle faster or have a stockier shape genetically. And for you, I would say that in order to change your body, yes, you still want to weight train but also make sure that you are working that diet to lower overall body fat and give more balance to your physique. But I know that for every single one of you out there, you do not produce enough testosterone to look like a man once you begin a solid weight lifting routine. Myth number two, feminine women don't lift weights. Oh boy, this is a myth I wish would immediately die. It truly surprises me how in today's culture, people are still so hung up on myths surrounding gender as it pertains to health and fitness. And trust me, I'm actually a huge advocate of gender roles in society. Yeah, I said it. I come from the belief that men and women are not the same. We are complementary. We don't have the same capabilities, particularly in the physical sense, but we indeed aren't weak and helpless as women. Yes, there are limits to our physical strength when teamed against men, but the strength we can build is complementary to theirs and amazingly empowering for us. And because of this, weightlifting isn't just for the boys. Weightlifting is for everyone. With the explosion of content geared towards women touted as quote-unquote femininity training, I have heard some of the most outlandish and quite frankly irresponsible rhetoric coming out of the mouths of so-called femininity coaches. I've heard some of which blatantly say that lifting weights is for men and women should only stick to cardio, lifting light weights or classes as men at the gym will see them as masculine and she'll never attract a mate. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous advice. Ladies, please, if anyone is saying that, run in the opposite direction. I mean, what the hell kind of bizarre world are we living in, folks? 
And often enough, these words are spoken by women who don't even have the type of body that most women are aspiring to. Look, I have a body that's enviable. Yeah, I said it. I have the body that women have literally taken and put on vision boards. True story. I've been told this on several of occasions at this point. And I'm telling you, you need to get your butt in the weight room. Femininity isn't a factor in taking care of your health and fitness. God gave us these bodies, which are incredibly finely tuned machines. Our bodies adapt, grow, transform, and excel when pushed to safe limits. And part of your birthright as a woman is your innate femininity. No one can take that from you. And how you express that femininity, well, that's up to you. Some of the biggest and hardest women I know who are top level female bodybuilders are extremely feminine in their nature and how they interact with others every single day of their lives. How is this possible? Well, because at the end of the day, you can change the exterior of how she looks, but who she is at the core doesn't shift. Society's perception of how she might behave becomes skewed because of our understanding of gender norms. But once anyone might interact with some of these women, they're often taken aback by how juxtaposed their personalities are against the big, hard, bulging exteriors. All of this is to say that 99% of you, and actually 99.9% of you, aren't on a journey to look like any of them. And in fact, you never will. And that's fine. But more importantly, I want you to embrace the fact that training with weights doesn't make you any less feminine. Your femininity as a woman isn't defined by myopic viewpoints from sham con artists attempting to teach you how to woman correctly. With incredibly flawed and detrimental advice around your health and fitness. And before we jump into our third myth, I want to take a quick break. And when we return, I want to uncover the truth whether weight training or cardio is queen when it comes to losing weight. We'll be right back. Hey, now, if you are liking, any of the stuff that I'm sharing today, if I am inspiring you and firing you up right now, I want you to go ahead and show your support. If you're listening to this right now on any of the podcasting platforms, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that way you do not miss a single episode. If you are listening or watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel right now. Hit that like button and go ahead and leave your comments below because when you share your thoughts, you add value to our community. Now, here's the thing. My purpose on this planet is to simply inspire women just like you. And hey, some of the guys out there as well who are listening in to take your training, your nutrition and your mindset to the next level with a holistic approach to your fitness. My social media channels, my YouTube, my podcast, that's only one way to stay in contact with me. But the best way is by getting on my free email list. Let me get in your inbox. Let me inspire you almost every single day with new articles from my blog, 
advice on training, nutrition, and how you can continue to push yourself while keeping fitness as a realistic part of your entire life. Whether you are someone who wants to step on a stage in bodybuilding or not, I've got something for you. So come on over to my website, rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash email list. Go ahead, get yourself signed up and let's stay directly connected today. All right, let's go ahead and get back into this conversation. All right. So we are up to myth number three that we have got to tackle to help you to take your body, your training and everything that encompasses your life to the next level with fitness at the helm. Myth number three that we've got to get out of the way is this cardio is queen when it comes to losing weight. Now, in the statistic I shared at the top of the show, only 20% of women do any form of strength training at least one to two times a week. And for the majority of women who work out, most spend time sticking to cardio and classes. Here's the truth, ladies. That is a losing formula. Here's something we're going to hit on a little bit later, but I want to introduce it to you right now. Women's bodies differ from men hormonally, and this impacts fat loss. Our higher levels of estrogen, our lower levels of testosterone, and our ability to get stressed the heck out and elevate cortisol have a direct impact on our body's ability to lose weight, to lose fat, to gain muscle, or not. Spending hours and hours on cardio is going to be a detriment in the long run for those of you who want to tone up, get stronger, build muscle and have a more shapely body. Keep this in mind. The more muscle you have, the more calories you burn while even at rest. Weight training increases your resting metabolic rate by putting more muscle onto your frame. Now, this is not to say that cardio is ineffective. It does indeed burn more calories than weight training in the same amount of time, but doing hours upon hours of it isn't necessary. And when you do include it, you want to incorporate HIIT training and intervals along with steady state and of course, weight training for the best results when it comes to changing your body. Now, when it comes to how many times should women work out and train with weights in order to see the most improvement when it comes to their bodies? Well, I would say that as a trainer and as a coach, from my own experience, I really prefer to have women working out with weights and cardio in combination five times a week in the gym. Now, for some of you, that might seem like a lot, and that's okay. Let's start with where you are. If you're someone who doesn't work out currently, or perhaps you don't have enough time to get to the gym, trying to fit in at least two to three times a week of some sort of strength training is really going to help you to establish the foundation that you need to start seeing the results that you want. In fact, the CDC actually recommends that healthy adults do strength training at least twice a week. So if you can get that minimal recommendation in, you're off to a good start. 
However, what you're going to find is that as your body adapts and gets stronger, you are going to need to put a little bit more effort into your workouts and show up and do strength training more than twice a week. Now, I do recommend that men and women stick to a five day schedule, allowing about two days of rest. And you can set that up however you want. Keep in mind that you are not building anything in the gym. Oh, no, you are tearing tissue down and the real building comes in the repair and repair of the body comes when you are outside of the gym. So train smart, train hard, listen to your body and don't overdo it. Myth number four, targeting body parts for fat loss works. And that is false, ladies. This one, oh my gosh, I know I have just stabbed some of you in the heart. But women tend to be the ones who fall for this trap more than men. Now, there's always caveats with women when it comes to targeting the parts they want to improve, right? Such as these are some of the ones that I hear all the time. I want to, I want my waist smaller, but I don't want to lose my butt. Is that you ever say that? What can I do to tighten my tummy right here or right here? (laughs) How can I lose just back fat, but not lose weight anywhere else? What can I do to target X, Y, Z area while maintaining another? Here's the truth, ladies. It's all or nothing when it comes to changing the body. You've got to holistically focus on improving everything before you can improve one thing. So what the heck do I mean by that? I mean that target fat loss does not work. The only way to lose fat in one area is if you lose fat everywhere. And for those of you who are so concerned about, let's say, tightening your waist, but losing your butt, guess what? This is the perfect opportunity for you to get into the weight room to start doing squats, to start doing lunges, to start doing glute bridges, to start doing deadlifts, and to take yourself outside of your comfort zone when it comes to how you approach your workouts. Now, there's a difference between targeting fat loss and targeting muscle building. It is entirely possible to build one body part bigger than another. And that's because the mechanisms by which we train the body for improvement to build is far different than the mechanisms of what we have to do to lose fat. Muscle tissue can grow. Fat cells typically don't grow. They just get larger or smaller depending on how much body fat, store body fat is in them. So the best way to lose fat in targeted areas is to look at how you can change your body and improve things overall and how to make your diet and your training work hand in hand to get the results that you want. If what I'm saying to you today is inspiring you to get fired up and take action, I want to talk to you. Let's work closely together to transform your body and improve your entire life through a smarter approach to your fitness journey. 
Head to rockstarfitness.com slash clarity call to schedule your complimentary clarity call. Let's discuss your goals, uncover what's getting you stuck and see if I have the perfect solution for you to change your body for good. Head to rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash clarity call to set up your complimentary call. I'll talk to you soon. And finally, we are at myth number five. What works for men will work for you. And that is categorically false. (laughs) So listen to this. Scientists and fitness professionals can agree that men and women, for the most part, can train almost identically when it comes to exercise selection, frequency and volume while training. But we also acknowledge there are some significant differences. A close look at gender differences in response to training shows there are many subtle but significant differences in how women respond to exercise that affect our success. What are some of those differences we need to consider? Well, women tend to have a harder time losing lower body fat than men. And this is due to higher levels of beta 2 receptors in these areas of stubborn fat. This requires longer and more intense cycles of training, diet and supplementation for women versus men in the face of fat loss. When we see that men are losing fat easier than women, ladies, That is not our imagination. As women, our bodies tend to store fat more subcutaneously, while men tend to store their fat more viscerally. And the distribution of our body fat versus men also makes it more difficult for us to simply lose it. And this is why special considerations with diet and training must be taken into account when working with women specifically for fat loss. Another difference, our power output during high intensity training is lower than men. And this is because our bodies use more aerobic capabilities for energy production during training, while men's bodies use more anaerobic pathways. And this means that you simply need to do slightly longer intervals, for instance, when using interval training. Oftentimes, when we talk about interval training, we hear about setups such as one minute on, one minute off. Well, for women, it may be more advantageous to do a longer work interval. So maybe one minute and 30 seconds on versus one minute off. Or 30 seconds of hit versus 20 seconds of hit in a Tabata format. Squeezing out just that little bit more of time and energy can have a huge impact in the long run when we talk about what gets results and keeps those changes for good. Another thing we need to consider as women is that because of hormonal differences that impact our ability to lose fat, effective weight loss for women must indeed include weight training as well as avoiding low calorie diets. Due to higher levels of estrogen and our body's response to stress hormones such as cortisol, even the way that we eat needs to be considered when fat loss is the goal. The impact that low-calorie diets have on stress hormones 
hinders fat loss capabilities for women particularly. And this requires a little bit more of a skilled approach for us to see results versus men. What works then? Of course, if fat loss is your goal, being in a caloric deficit is important. But so many women spend their time starving themselves, not eating enough calories, and then overdoing it on the cardio and wonder why their bodies aren't changing and they continue to hit plateaus. Look, ladies, it's science, but it's not rocket science. And what I want you to take away from this conversation is that starving yourself doesn't work. Over-relying on cardio doesn't work. What does work is finding a smarter approach, using weight training to your advantage, and eating in a way that will produce the results that you want, all while giving you the lifestyle, the body, and the confidence that you deserve, that you deserve when it comes to taking care of your health, your fitness, and empowering your femininity along the way. Look, I want to wrap this up by saying thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for listening. And I truly hope that what I have to share, what is my passion, simply inspires you to do it better. I always say there are only two things you can do with knowledge. You can either die with it or share it with as many people as you know. And I choose the latter. Fitness has changed my life. I've been involved in fitness my entire life. And I can tell you that it is indeed the fountain of youth. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much you weigh, whether you're skinny or you are obese. It does not matter. You taking the steps to change your health today, to reach your goals today, that is what will have the greatest impact on your life now and in the future. So stay inspired, stay connected, subscribe right now. Hit the like button if you see one on your screen or on your device. Join my email list and make sure that you come on by my website, rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com to stay inspired every single day and reach out to me to get the help that you need. Thank you so much for joining and I will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.